quick screen out to the far side. They've got a man with a blocker to the 50 to the 45. Inside, there goes Speedy B. He's going to score. 20-10-5 touchdown. Brandon Banks killed the Argos with a long touchdown on Labor Day, and he does it again to start this football game. Black. Even that, an air, it was an yeah. area block. Like he yep. just, you know what, a big body out there. DB's got to run around him, and uh, that's all Banks needs. So, Martise Jackson will drop back for the Argonauts along with Cam McDaniel, and we'll see if the Argos can counterpunch. Jackson will take it far numbers 8, 10, 20. Cuts outside of the 23 and has brought down nice open field tackle. Uh, provided there by, uh, I believe that was, is that Curtis down there? No, it was Nikita Whitlock yeah. out of Wake Forest with the tackle, and the Argos will take over at their own 22-yard line. Ricky Ray's numbers so far this season. 3,719 passing yards. He's completed his passes, uh, passes at a 70% clip, 18 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Okay, that was quite the play by Nikita Whitlock flying downfield there for the, uh, the defensive tackle. Ball on the left hash mark. Argos will start with a tight end and Declan Cross on the right side. Three receivers outside. They'll give it to Wilder, who will bounce off one but not two. And the big man from Florida State will lose the yard at second down and 11. That's not the start the Argo offensive line wants to get off. They want to get push against the opposing D-line, and the Argo line was actually pushed back. And that is not going to give James Wilder Jr. the vision he needs to get moving. So that is on the offensive line there. And it was Brandon Washington, the new starter out of the University of Miami, a Miami native who kicked around the NFL for three years, I believe, before coming north. Signed with the Argos last year. Ray with a three-man rush, has time. He's going long, he's going posy, and it is incomplete down to the 45-yard line. Had him for a minute, but coming back and closing, the gap was Carell Brooks, the former Argonaut. Great play by Brooks, and uh, that ball was right down the hash. Posey gave him a, a, an outside stem, pushed Brooks wide, and then started to curve back in. Ricky put the ball right down that hash line, and it was a little behind, so Posey actually had to slow down slightly. There was a little too much air under it for my comfort zone, and that allowed Brooks the time to get up underneath it and knock it down. Damar Altman drops back uh, just on his own side of midfield for Hyrule who's punt. Third down and ten and a half. Snap is good from Reinhardt. Kick is away. Low wobbler to the numbers near side. Outside the numbers to the 40. Altman stops. And a nice job getting downfield and stringing this out before getting help. And the Argonauts do a nice job on special teams. It'll be first and ten for the Ticats. Back at their own 39-yard line. We'll take the timeout. 12-14 remaining in the opening quarter. 7-0 Ticats. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.ca. <laughs> Eight-yard touchdown, seven-nothing Ticats, who will take over the ball at their own 40 after the Hyrule punt. My goodness, you think Brandon Banks likes to uh, head to the track? But where the hell was he in the first half of the season? Well, they never. Well, he did they, nothing in the first half. Did they throw the ball to him? No. Why wasn't not? open. Why not? That's why. And when they did throw it to him, he dropped you it. You can't tell me he wasn't open. He just wasn't used. They weren't. They didn't utilize him. They weren't empowering him. You know but what they, I mean? They, they He's got to be a huge component of your offense. They put him at the, they put him at the, at the boundary receiver, right? That's not all on Banks. No, sure. under, oh, understood. Understood. I don't know where he was for the first half of the year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the rest of the city's wondering the same thing. But, you know, it's the plays that were called. Um, June Jones, right away, we saw it in that Labor Day game. 
right away he started to go to, to, to Brandon Banks. And we talked about how many times he, I mean, I think he had like, I don't know what, half a dozen catches all year. Yep. And uh, in that game, he blew that. He had eight yak yards. Well, yeah, there you go. In the first half of the yards. season, figure that out. That's not acceptable. They're going to go ground game again. Gable's going to try to go around the tackle on the right side. He'll get uh, initially past the tackle, but then runs into a sea of white after a gain of four. That was Victor uh, Butler, by the way, down on special teams with that unbelievable open field. Didn't get the tackle, but at least cleared up for everybody else. Got in there. That's Unreal. Great. Love it. Love guys, uh, you know, you're, come on, your D, uh, D line getting down, making plays on special teams. He has eight sacks so far this season, despite missing a handful of games. Second down and a long five from just their own side of the 45-yard line. No tight end. They'll go three receivers to the near side with the ball on the far hash mark, moving right to left, back to pass. Masoli, all kinds of time. Now he's flushed out. Now it collapses, and down he goes. Dylan Wynn got the sack for the Oregon State product. That is sack number five on the season, and out comes the punt unit. I like what's going on down there with the Argo D-line. So pre-snap, but Butler and Wynn were having a chat, and uh, Butler all of a sudden wiggled down into the defensive tackle position. Wynn went out to the D-end. And you could see the center kind of point at one of them, and then they shifted, and, and all of a sudden the center was trying to point and count, and, I, and it, you know, it disrupted the Ticat offensive flow a little bit, and the Ar Argos managed to get a sack. Castillo's punt, not a great one. A wobbler. It'll hit at the 35-yard line and be picked up by Jackson. Flag comes out for no yards. Jackson turns the corner and gets knocked out of bounds at the 42-yard line, and will take the timeout. With the score, 7-0 Hamilton. You're listening to Argos Football on TSN1050.ca. Hamilton 7, Toronto no score. Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson with you tonight online, tsn1050.ca. Thank you for listening to us via the magic of the internet. So the Argos get it done defensively. They were really busy beavers, Jeff Johnson, on that last defensive set because they were led by Victor Butler on special teams and Dylan Wynn with the sack, both of whom are Oregon State Beaver products. So, yes, they were beaver, busy beavers on that last defensive series. Thank you very much, you Troy Leveal. cheesy SOB. Yes. Are you kidding me? That's, I went a long way for that, and there was very little payoff, <laughs> and I'm very proud of that. Oh, boy. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, JJ. Hokey. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know, uh, you know what the boys are getting? I love it. You know, Butler, uh, it probably went down the – I don't know if he's on every punt, um, but you know either that or he went dive and said, "Hey man, put me in on punt because I love it. I love when you get your uh, your big stars playing special teams. They just want to be out there, yep. right? And he makes plays. He's making. He's obviously not taking it as a playoff. He's inspiring the guys to, hey, this is how you do it. He's a fun dude to be around. Like he just has that aura, that high energy. Yeah. I'm having a blast playing Fantastic. football for a living thing. Fantastic. First down, Argos at their own 46 after the no yards penalty. And play action to Wilder. Seam pass has a man. It's Posey for the first down. I think we found something about what the Argos have maybe seen on film. He'll take that down to the 42-yard line of, of the Hamilton Ticats. So a quick almost 30 yards on that play. Great pattern by Posey. Brooks pushes Correll Brooks vertical. Cuts up underneath. Ricky puts it on the money. I, I, I like it. You know, Ricky's throwing the ball with confidence. We saw a couple that were overthrown, underthrown a little bit last week. Today it looks pretty solid so far. I think they're smelling a mismatch as they've targeted Posey twice intermediate and deep so far. Here goes Wilder around the left side to the 40 to the 35. And just like that, you blink, he gets seven yards. That didn't look like a seven-yard gain was going to happen, Jeff. And then he just turns the corner, and there he is. Well, you saw all those big white bodies rolling around the corner. McEwen just getting it. 
as he's taken down some Ticats. And Dean was running up behind. And then watch out for Courtney Stephen, the missile across the back, uh, coming in with a, a hit to bring Milder down. So they'll go pistol and they'll go empty backfield here on second down and three. Four receivers to the near side. Now they're going to bring Wilder in. He will stand to the right of Ricky Ray. It ends up with three receivers on the near side. Ray back to pass. Looking. Goes over the middle with a flag down. He's got him in. It is caught inside the 20-yard line. And it is Jimmy Ralph. We'll see if there was contact or did he push off. Was there a pick? This may be a pick play against the Argonauts. Illegal contact. Hamilton number nope. 14. That penalty be declined. First down. The former Ottawa Red Black, Abdul Kane, who uh, has not played very much here due to injury with the Ticats. He's put into the lineup. So is Andy Fantuz for the first time this year. But the Argonauts have a first down inside the 20. Yeah. To the red oh, zone we go. Okay, I think you were right. There was a little bit of bump there by Kane, and it would have been on a uh, quote-unquote rub play and uh, got the Argo receiver open. It was a rub because there was no flag. It's a pick if you get caught. That's right. And they're going to go to Wilder up the middle this time. Nothing doing. He may get back to the initial line of scrimmage. James Wilder Jr. has averaged 8.4 yards a run this season. <laughs> What's he doing? Why, why is he even out there? Give someone else a chance. He was out warming out today. He's kind of running a couple of laps. And he was just running in a T-shirt. That's not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair. <laughs> Did you go into the wash and oh, look in the mirror for a minute? Man, that is... <laughs> What a specimen. <laughs> Six foot three, 225 pounds, and zero body fat. Back to pass. Ray under pressure. Oh. Down he goes. He gets drilled back at the 27-yard line. Did the ball come out? He got absolutely destroyed, and it is Hamilton football. Adrian Tracy was in there, and the Ticats dodge a bullet and recover the fumble at the 27-yard line. I uh, really want to say something I shouldn't say on the air, but how does that happen? That I'm not. I didn't get the number. Who hit Ricky clean? It was on. It was Simone Lawrence. It was James Wilder Jr. and Cross are both looking to the right. Simone's to the left. Cross goes down inside, picks up Lawrence, and there comes the extra halfback off the edge Demond in Washington. Uh, Demond Washington. And you know what, Wilder and Cross did what they were supposed to do. There was an extra number. The Argos didn't identify the extra number. It was from the left side. And in that case, Ricky's got, got to get rid of that football, but he didn't even know the guy was coming. So that's uh, that's on the protection scheme on the Argos. Ticats outdid him. Philip Lawley's the defensive coordinator, challenging, uh, channeling rather, his inner Orlando Steinauer. That's a great, uh, well-drawn-up play because the Argos O-line, running backs, everybody was confused. 7-0 Ticats, uh, eight minutes remaining here in the first quarter. They'll take over to the 28. Masoli over the middle. It is caught. Brought down by Jalen Saunders. So He'll have the first down. In that last play, Hoagie, when you have a free guy, you have got to leave the free guy to the to the direction of the protection and where the quarterback is sure. first looking. And on that, the free guy was on the backside, which is is critical error. And Cross ends up with that two allows players. the free guy to hit the QB in the back. Cross did take the inside guy though, so he took he the did. right guy, but he there did. was still a numbers that's thing. That's right. That's right. So everybody should have been bumped to the yep. left. First down at their own 41-yard line. Quick hitter near side. It is caught. Outside the 45, Luke Tasker has it uh, to the 48-yard line for a gain of, we'll call it six, maybe seven. Masoli looking comfortable right now. Hits uh, Tasker on a quick out. Harris uh, in there with a quick tackle, but uh, a well-timed uh, throw and play by the Ticats. Difficult to defend that. 
They'll need three and a half on second down, just shy of their own 49-yard line, moving right to left, moving uh, wearing all black here in this opening quarter. Argos all in white. 40 front with wide splits by the ends. Brings some pressure up the middle, and Masoli's just going to overthrow the intended receiver, Tasker, deep as the Argos show a little something-something there. They've done that a couple of times, J.J. They call it that wide nine split, right? And uh, we haven't seen that often, but we saw it there, and the Ticats felt there was pressure coming up the middle, and there was. Well, Masoli saw Tasker to his left, along with uh, Speedy B, Brandon Banks, and uh, the Argo defenders were in tight press coverage. So he thought, all right, I'm going to go with Tasker or Banks here to get uh, open, and uh, the Argos had him covered, so good job by the defense. Martise Jackson takes the punt at his own 18-yard line, goes up the middle to the 30-yard line, has one man to beat. He gets the block to the 50, bye-bye. Martise Jackson down the sideline, 30, 20, 10. See ya! Touchdown, Argos! The Martise Falcon flies into the end zone, and the Argos are a point away from tying it up. Woo! Unbelievable. That's what the Argos needed right there. Big defensive play. Get their special teams out there. Martise follows some solid blocking by the boys up front. Martise finds a little lane, and then Alden Darby tosses the kicker because if he doesn't the kicker likely would have just uh kind of driven wouldn't have tackled jackson but pushed him out of bounds and it would have been enough for some ticat guys to to catch up and darby with the great block throws his castillo on the ground i can't remember the last time that jackson went up the middle as opposed to trying to kick it out outside well you know what it's you know what Kevin Ivan, great job because the last couple of weeks it's been the stretch and going for the wall and trying to go field return that time, right up the gut. Liram Hyralahu remains perfect now on converts. He is 24 of 24. And just like that, the Toronto Argonauts have tied it at seven with the Hamilton Ticats with six minutes remaining here in the opening quarter. We'll take the timeout. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN1050.ca. Johnson with you back in the hammer. 7-0 Argos and Ticats. We've talked about Levi Noel and his special teams play all year with tackles where he leads the Argos in that category with 19 heading into tonight. But it was a block on that one that maybe sprung Marquise Johnson. Right at the point of attack, Ogie. Levi had a perfect angle on the Ticat linebacker. None other than Nikita Whitlock that on a previous play was the first guy downfield. Defensive tackle, about 250 pounds. And uh, it took Levi to decleat him, and which opened up the lane for Martise right up the middle. And then there was a great play by, by Brian Jones to not take the penalty. So he was actually on the back of the Ticat uh, uh, punt, punt team player who was in coverage. And it's very tempting to push a guy in the back in that position. Jones didn't, didn't need to because uh, Martise managed to roll by and he was out the gate. Here's the kickoff. And Ticats will take it at the 10-yard line. And coming across the middle of the field, thought that was Altman for a minute. I don't know who that was. It was DeMond Washington who was back there taking the kickoff. He'll take it out to about the 28-yard line, and the Ticats will take over. Should point out, we have, uh, from where our seats are, the field is just a rumor. Like, we are, uh, <laughs> we're, well, it says level seven, but it's, I'd say it's uh, Hoagie's got probably around gone. 15 floors up. And we're at the 10-yard line. So the the far corner is just, it's tough. Snap was a little high. Masoli pulls it down. Quarterback draw. 30-35 sprints to the right side. And we'll get the first down out to the 40-yard line as the product of uh, Mississippi 
will get the Ticat first down. Couldn't have drawn that one up better. Ticat receivers were four out to the right of Masoli. They just cleared out. So that took all the Argo defenders that were to the right of the play, right out of the picture. C.J. Gable runs up the gut. Nice block on Marcus Ball, and uh, that was enough to spring Masoli for a uh, Ticat first down. Ball at the 40-yard line, first down Ticat. Three receivers to the right, two come to the near side. Gable stands to the left of Masoli in the pistol. He'll drop back, and we'll go to the far numbers, and it is tipped, not quite intercepted, as it was Rico Murray on the coverage of Luke Tasker, second and ten. Well, that was an interesting play, because uh, Ticats had three receivers out to the right of Masoli, including Luke Tasker, and uh, Brandon Banks was not over there, but um, one of the receivers, Saunders, they left him short. He actually just stopped at the line of scrimmage like they were going to run a receiver screen. The other two receivers were going deep. So Masoli had a couple different options there, and I think the idea is to spread that Argo defense, and great job by the Argos D to cover everybody up. As we expected, Rico Murray is playing the Sam tonight. Kadarius Ford is in at the field's halfback. Back to pass on second and ten. Is Masoli thrust into the pocket, rolling, rolling, throws across his body. It's caught by Fantus, who gets drilled, but makes the catch right at the stick. First catch of the season for Andy Fantus, the 12-year veteran. Well, that's the guy I'm looking for. If I'm throwing into the middle of the field and there's traffic and there's some Argo guys flying around, I need someone to make the catch. Who's going to make the catch? That's Andy Fantus. He's got mitts that are like oven mitts. Oh. And uh, hauls in the ball, and uh, even despite Matt Black's good contact, he's not able to knock it out. That's Mike Morreale, who, you know, former Argo for a bit, but mostly with the Ticats, and, uh, uh, you know, was part of the 96 and 97 teams with Toronto. I asked him about Fantus and the hands. I said, do you ever have a guy in your team with hands that big? And he said, no, no, no. And then he thought he went. Other than a D-lineman. Norm Casola. Or an O-lineman. No, oh, the really? old receiver, Normie Casola, who was a teammate uh, as they sneak it for the first down. Uh, the late, really? sadly, yeah. Norm Casola, which is still very strange to say. But uh, one of the great pictures ever in Canadian football was taken on this plot of land at Iverwind Stadium in the snow after the 96 Grey Cup. There's pinball and there's uh, Flutie up there in the snow with the Grey Cup. Masadi is up there and Normie Casola is right there with them in that shot. Product of the University of Windsor. But, uh, yeah, he just said, you know, receiver, he said there's no way he was dropping anything. <laughs> he just had the, the big hands like Fantu's. Giant tentacles. Back to pass, Masoli. Oh, boy, they were looking for Harris, out, or sorry, for uh, uh, Banks out in space, and nothing doing. It was just badly overthrown. Probably a smart move just to throw that away, second and ten. Well, you know what? Justin Tuggle was coming like a rocket off the edge, and Masoli did not like that. Tuggle is very quick for Argo Dienman. And could actually be a linebacker, but he's uh, doing a great job out there. Had pressure on Masoli right away, and Masoli felt a little uncomfortable, threw it over Speedy Banks, and good thing because uh, it could have been uh, another big play for the Ticats. And Alden Darby jumped the route. He was coming for that football. He smelled pick. And we just had somebody run. It was uh, Dylan Wynn ran offside. Did he get drawn or not on second and ten? We'll find out. Offside. Toronto number 98. Five-yard penalty. Repeat second down. Dylan Wynn with a sack of the second series tonight for the Argonauts. 6'2", 283. Another guy who plays special teams and loves playing special teams. It's second and five from the Argo 54. 7'7", seven, seven, two and a half left in the opening quarter. Dylan was almost beside Masoli there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else had moved. So we'll stay in the 40 front. Argo show blitz. Here they come. Six are coming. Masoli steps up and throws the football to the near side. It's incomplete. Looking again for Andy Fantus, but again, Alden Darby Jr. 
all over him. It's third down, and out comes the punt crew. See, that's a mismatch because there's no way Fantu's getting away from Darby. But what makes me concerned is if Darby's uh, on Fantu's, who's <laughs> where's the mismatch on the inside sure. on, on one of the, s the fast receivers of the Ticats? So look for uh, Ticats looking to get that again and, and have that mismatch work in their favor. Here's the kick from Castillo looking for the corner. Not going to get it. Martise Jackson at the 10-yard line. Stutter step. Check that. That's Armani Edwards in there. And he'll get knocked out of bounds at about the 9-yard line. That's where the Argos will take over at a 7-7 game. Two minutes left in the opening quarter. It's Argo football on TSN1050.ca. 7-7. Two minutes left in the opening quarter. Hogan and Johnson with you. Argos will take over. They're on a 13-yard line. Well... They're uh, both teams feeling each other out right now. And it was interesting seeing Armani Edwards back there uh, on that return. But you know what? That return by Martise, and it, it was a, a very good one as he cut up the middle. He also broke a number of tackles as he was spinning out of a few things. And uh, that can be quite exhausting. And I think that's smart, giving him a little break on that uh, on the next return. And hopefully it wasn't an injury or anything like that. And we hopefully we'll see him out there again. Uh, it was a 92-yard punt return for the touchdown. Oof. Uh, let's and see. breaking a couple of tackles and finishing it with breakaway sprint. So that uh, can be quite taxing on the body. I'm looking for him. They're in the huddle right now, so I can't quite tell who's in there. I see Edwards. I see Posey. I see Malcolm Williams. Declan Cross. And it is going to be Jackson in at running back. There you go. That's why. Wilder's on the sideline. Nice line. work. So they'll split the backs, and Ray will drop back. Gets rid of the football. Has Jackson out in the flat. He'll take it across the 15-yard line to the 17, and he'll get about four yards on first down. That's a great open field tackle by Carell Brooks as he closes quickly on uh, Martise Jackson. Martise is looking to get away from him, and he catches that ball in the flat. Made one move, but Brooks uh, held on nicely in the open field. Argo's going with five starters on offense from the Canadian standpoint. Holmes, McEwen, and Dean on the line. And the other receiver they can split. Right now, Ralph is in for cross. Back to pass is Ray. Looking under the flat again. He's got him out at the 20, who curled back, trying to bubble back and get a little bit of room. But Devere Posey got tackled at the 20-yard line. And out comes the punt team with a minute three and the clock moving left here in the uh, first quarter. It was Devere Posey, S.J. Green, I believe Jimmy Ralph to the left of Ricky Ray. And uh, it was a three three-man route, and S.J. actually went deep and I, I may have been open but uh, Ricky had made up his mind has thrown the ball to Devere and if Devere had turned out rather than in he may have had a chance at getting that first down. Altman drops back for the Ticats and the kick is not bad. High comes down at the 47 yard line. Altman will go outside on the right side and get knocked out of bounds. They've got that ribbon board the uh, the electronic scoreboard uh, where they have all the advertising on the far sideline. In this building, it is way too close to the sideline. And, again, that was just a harmless play. And uh, one of the Ticats, I think it was Altman, who uh, ended up knocking down one of those boards. That's dangerous over there. What's it's that, about way three, too three yards from the sideline, Hogue? That, yeah. That's about three yards. It's way too close. Yeah, that's not right. Somebody's going to get seriously injured. Remember a guy by the name of Damon Allen breaking his leg on uh, something like that yeah. in the Rogers Center. Terrible. And that was a lot further back than these are. It was. 
They're going to go to the ground game. Here's C.J. Uh, Gable coming around the near side, breaks a tackle down inside the 45, inside the 40, and he'll take it down to the 36-yard line for a very nice gain of about 20 yards. I think C.J. Gable is a very good running back, and if June Jones can revive this guy, because we haven't seen a lot of him for the last uh, couple of years. We saw, you know, some splashes here and there. He's very dynamic. He does a good job of, of finding the lane, and he, he's shifty inside there as well, and he runs hard. So if he... If that guy can get him going. He could be dangerous. First out of the 36-yard line. Three receivers to the right, two to the near side, and they will go ground game, and it will be Gable again off guard to the right side. And he just barreled over three Toronto defenders, and will get the first down inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. Argos defense will not like that when they see it on film. We've hit the end of the first quarter. 7-7 is our score. You're listening to Argo football on TSN1050.ca.